Welcome back to News Talk Lunchtime. Irish entertainers had a mixed year. Ray artist Hosier took America by storm, appearing on Saturday Night Live and seeing Take Me to Church named Viral Hit of the Year by Spotify. But while the new kid was making waves, it wasn't so rosy for the old guard. Bono was forced to apologise for a deal between U2 and Apple, which saw the band's new album pushed to millions of iTunes accounts around the world for free. The deal backfired, with users asking how to remove the record. Bono admits it wasn't their finest hour. Oops. I'm sorry about that. I have this beautiful idea. Bono got carried away with themselves. The Dubliner then suffered several fractures after a bike accident in New York, forcing him out of a number of live shows. But despite that, it was an American entertainer who created the biggest controversy. To trace the story, we have to go all the way back to January, when a series of concerts were announced for Croke Park. Why does Ireland love you, and I'm going to compare you to a fast food chain, you're bigger than Supermax? Why? Why do, we, why do they love you so much? I'm going to lose weight, trust me. No, you look slimmer than ever, girl. I have a... Uh i got to tell you, I, I was kind of hoping you might be able to answer that for me. I, I don't know. I just know that uh, either be it my mom, either be it, um, you know, if, if it's the same thing as if someone said, why, why is your life going the way you do? And they, they, they bring you down a box, and, they, and this box is an answer. If you open it up, what you want to read is the music. That's it. That would be, uh, be enough for me. So uh, that's the, you know, and I can't even explain it with that. Uh, I just know that this has always been... A wonderful place for us, and if Garth Brooks is going to step in and do a comeback special, uh, this would be the place. Garth Brooks' announcement sparked a frenzy, with thousands of people queuing up across Ireland to get their hands on tickets. So we brownie points now. I had to get the mother and uh, no. the auntie and uh, the I always said it one life goal in life is going to see Garth Brooks, and the second one was to go to Egypt, and one of them's filled out. Yes. It's like my wedding night. She's going to bake me a carrot cake. I cried so hard and I heard you was coming. And I was saying to my man, this is what like, it feels like when people have babies and stuff. It's like that overwhelming happiness. 200,000 tickets sold out almost instantly. After that, a fourth and fifth night also sold out. However, that number of concerts broke the agreement Krug Park had with its residents on the maximum number per year. The battle lines were drawn. Residents held meetings to galvanise the community against the concerts. Certainly what the residents want is, you know, we don't want our community locked down for five days. Promoters still had no reason to doubt the concerts would go ahead as planned. Peter Aiken said talks had been ongoing with residents and was surprised to hear that tickets had been sold as far afield as Afghanistan. from the north. We've got 12% from England, Scotland and Wales. 3% of that of the total is from North America, Canada and Germany. I don't know why they looped that together, but that's the way it is. And then we have ticket sales in throughout Europe. That might, that might, that might be soldiers or whatever, you know, or whatever, but there, you know, we got the breakdown of all the ticket sales. It's incredible. Costa Rica, countries like I've never seen before. I don't even know where they are, you know. As locals complained about traffic, being barricaded into their homes and breaches of human rights, the GAA appointed Labour Relations Supremo Kieran Mulvey to mediate. He reported back in June and said that five concerts in a row was disproportionate. He proposed a deal to limit consecutive gigs to three from 2017 and a €500,000 legacy fund for the local area. 
But Eamon O'Brien of the Croke Park Streets Committee wasn't satisfied. The very first thing that the GA did was came out with this legacy idea when they knew they were breaching uh, agree- former agreements and when they knew that the community were, would be extremely upset, they came out with this uh, a legacy idea. And the first thing they were told is don't uh, try and prostitute our community and ask us what kind of money will you give. Meanwhile, Dublin City Council's licence process was underway. It received 373 submissions for the application, which it says was only received in April. In July, the matter came to a head. The council gave permission for just three shows to go ahead, leaving 160,000 of the 400,000 ticket holders in limbo. A scramble began to find a new home for the other two concerts. What about the Aviva Stadium? And Lord Henry Mount Charles said Slane Castle was off limits. Garth Brooks, the man himself, emailed a statement which took tensions to a new high. Five concerts are none at all. Peter Aiken spelled it out. Now we're saying, OK, Garth, you can only do two, you can only do three. You know, he doesn't want to disappoint the, the, the people who bought tickets for three shows. But more importantly, he doesn't want to disappoint the people who bought two shows. So I think it's up in the air. That's the honest to God answer. I can't turn around and say the three shows are definitely going to happen. By this stage, the row had reached the benches of Leinster House. And if tomorrow never comes, will she know how much I miss her? Did I try in every way to show her every day? To show her every day that she's my only one. That she's my only one. And even government buildings. This was appeared to have been very badly handled all round. I understand that all the concerts have been cancelled, that the singer involved, Garth Brooks, is not coming to Ireland, that this has an implication of, of, uh, of a quarter of a billion for this city in terms of the economy and the excitement and all of that. Uh, but there is a, a planning process in place, which is the law, and that planning process allowed for three concerts. Uh, next year's planning allows for three more. Uh, but this is, this is now um, not going to happen. And uh, even if Deputy Dooley's bill were accepted, it's now too late. Um, and the point is that um, uh, the singer involved here, Garth Brooks, takes a very strong view of his integrity and credibility as a performer, as an artist. Dublin's Lord Mayor Christy Burke led efforts to resolve the dispute. He said he'd look towards America for guidance. I'm awaiting a call from the Chief Executive Owen Keegan in order to try and salvage the concerts and to save the nation from sorrow and misery. There's also calls from residents in the Valley Rock area to seek a meeting with the American Embassy or Ambassador to ask Mr Obama to appeal to Garth Brooks to come to Dublin in July. Also, the Mexican Ambassador to Ireland has indicated to me yesterday at the Mansion House that his diplomatic skills would be available if needed. Garth Brooks himself held a press conference for his comeback world tour. Did he have anything else left up his sleeve? And if the Prime Minister himself wants to talk to me, I will crawl, swim, I will fly over there this weekend, sit in front of him, I will drop on my knees and beg for those 400,000 people to just have fun and let him come sing. So in the end, 400,000 ticket holders from all 32 counties and dozens of countries around the world were left empty-handed. Garth Brooks continues to push on with plans for a comeback tour in 2015. No dates are planned for Ireland. Yes, well, I, well, I appointed uh, John McNaughty and, uh, and uh, Mary, um, sorry, uh, when I made the appointment to the board, uh, 
John McNulty, I looked at his uh, credentials and uh, he had indicated an interest uh, to uh, serve on board. The new Arts Minister, Heather Humphreys, there dragged into a cronyism row which was the latest in a line of controversies to hit the government by September. She had appointed Fine Gael's John McNulty to the board of the Irish Museum of Modern Art with claims made by the opposition that it was to help the Donegal man's candidacy for a Shannon by-election, which was coming mere weeks later. The opposition weren't taking Fine Gael's explanation. This story is unravelling as it gets made up. And one gets a terrible sense that people are trying to piece together and concoct a story that ends up blaming Fine Gael officials. And Taoiseach Enda Kenny came under scrutiny from within his own party to account for how he was doing business. Clearly, you know, people can be pilloried in the public media if any names are, are, are mentioned. These are ordinary staff who, who work for the Fine Gael party, the same as staff in my own, uh, in my own um, office of the Taoiseachar. And obviously I have taken the rap for all of this. I've put my hand up, accepted responsibility, apologised for the entire process. And I'm not only that, I'm doing something about it now. The pressure in the end was too much for McNulty, who withdrew from the Shannon contest. I have to say to myself, I had a personal decision at the end of the day. Uh, I suppose my, my um, reputation is there, my integrity, I've always had that, and, and I, wanted, I wanted to go on board here and do the right thing with the, for the people of Donegal and, and support them, and, and that's what I wanted to do. But I, I don't want to be under attack from everybody, and I want the people just to be supported for the proper reason, and, and that's the way I feel, I feel about it at the moment. Maria, you described it as a kangaroo court. Well, that's exactly what it was. I mean, those people took it upon themselves to illegally investigate um, a case of child sexual abuse. This isn't a secret in West Belfast, Jonathan. This has been out from 2000, um, from from around a week after Jerry Adams learned of these allegations. Everybody knew it happened and nobody thought to say it was wrong. In October, a woman claimed the IRA covered up and failed to report her alleged rape and sexual assault by a leading Republican when she was a teenager. Maria Cahill, who says she was subjected to an internal IRA investigation, claimed Gerry Adams knew about her situation and met with her. Gerry Adams had this to say. What worse smear can you put on anybody that they uh, were part of a cover-up of, of rape? What I, I can think of very little other insulting remarks as, as, as loaded as that one. So I reject that absolutely and totally. Maria Cahill would go on to meet the Taoiseach, who put it up to the Sinn Féin president in the Dáil over claims that several Republican sex abusers were moved to the South. Republicans who thought so much of this republic that they would honour us with their rapists, gift us their child abusers, their rejects and their ejects, their undesirables and their exiles could live with, even prey on our women and our children. We don't know who these men are. We don't know what they've done since they arrived amongst us in their banishment. But we need to know. There were calls for an inquiry into the matter and ministers north and south discussed a potential cross-border inquiry. No decision has yet been made. Well, I will break the barrier of Iraq, Jordan, Lebanon, all the countries. In the Middle East, an offshoot of Al-Qaeda was gaining in power and confidence. ISIS captured hundreds of miles of territory across Syria and Iraq, causing chaos and terror among civilians. 
Massacres were reported and Western journalists who were reporting on what was happening were captured and executed. Barack Obama vowed action. And our own safety, our own security, depends upon our willingness to do what it takes to defend this nation and uphold the values that we stand for. Timeless ideals that will endure long after those who offer only hate and destruction have been vanquished from the earth. May God bless our troops, and may God bless the United States of America. Western nations have now redoubled efforts to tackle ISIS, with rebels claiming to be gaining ground. The outbreak of Ebola in West Africa has challenged the international community in unprecedented ways. 2014 was the year an outbreak turned into an epidemic. The United Nations mobilized its first ever system-wide emergency health mission. Uh, We remain short of people and resources. Moreover, Ebola continues to drive up food prices, keep children out of school, and draw oxygen from, away from business activities. Ebola has wreaked havoc on crowded slums in Liberia, Guinea and Sierra Leone. It travelled to Nigeria and Mali, to Spain, Germany and the US. Seven and a half thousand people have died to date. It struck doctors and nurses in unprecedented numbers. One day in August in Liberia, six pregnant women lost their babies when hospitals couldn't admit them for complications. Anyone willing to treat Ebola victims ran the risk of becoming one. That sacrifice saw the health workers on the front lines named Time's Person of the Year. The kind of line between fiction and reality was very, very close. It's a sign of the success of the show how, and the appetite people have for the show that people stop in the street and want to talk about the show. And viewers tuned in in record numbers to witness the end of the line for one of Irish television's most memorable characters. Tom Vaughan Lawler, who played crime boss Nidge in Love Hate, says it was hard to see him go. Yeah, it's a strange feeling. Uh, I think I hadn't seen it and I think uh, the journey I've been on with, the, with that character and with that show, I kind of felt... I need to slightly be on my own to process it a bit. The show's runners broke the bad news then to the public that Series 6 won't be coming next year. However, all hope isn't lost, with the news then that a spin-off is in production, with a release date in two years' time. That's all we have time for in our year in review. You can tune in tomorrow for the full story on the political event of the year, the Irish Water Saga. But for now, it's back to News Talk Lunchtime for all the latest.